Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name's Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. Life can be a tumultuous ride, riddled with unforeseen challenges and, for some, life-threatening issues that can compromise your future. But remember this. With every hardship lies an opportunity to grow to dig deep and to uncover parts of yourself you didn't even know existed. Think of those who've stared death in the face, who've grappled with the darkness, only to emerge stronger, wiser, and more determined than ever. Their stories are a testament to the human spirit, a willingness to push forward even in darkness. In the face of life-threatening illnesses, they found the courage to fight, not just for their survival, but for a chance to truly live. In doing so, they displayed the incredible power that resides within each of us, a power that can conquer even the most formidable adversaries. These tales of triumph over adversity remind you that you're not defined by your circumstances, but rather by your determination to rise above them. They teach you that when life pushes you to the edge, you have the capacity to push back, to transform adversity into strength and despair into resilience. In the end, it's not the challenges we face that define us, it's how we rise above them. Today's guest shared her story from facing a life-altering stroke to becoming a true leader of positivity and resilience. She emphasized the importance of mindset and taking responsibility for your well-being. Carla Lombardo is an entrepreneur and author who's sharing her story to inspire others. Carla, so great to meet you and thank you for making the time to have this chat. Thank you for having me. I'm really honoured that you invited me here because I think when we share our story, we inspire others and that's a big philosophy that's really deeply ingrained in me. Yeah, I I love that. And I think that's the most powerful way we can learn and grow and, you know, break down stigmas and just just to relate in, you know, in a world where we can feel so disconnected now from so many people because of technology even though it makes us more disconnected we sort of you know it's hard to relate and hard to see what's real so I think it's really one of the most important things we can do to just be honest and share our stories yeah and I think I never really understood the power of a conversation until my world shifted and I chose to shift with it and you know I adopted this another philosophy that was there is always a better way to do life And if it weren't for others sharing their stories, I would not have known how to improve my life and, you know, take a little bit from here, take a little bit from there, leave the rest that didn't resonate with me. And that's, you know, how you grow and evolve into your potential. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, and you just never know who is like, even this conversation we're having, you never know who's going to listen to it and take something out of it. And I've been doing this for 12 years now and a lot of public speaking, especially, and 
a lot of the time I'd be doing it and you're saying similar things and you're thinking, is this actually helping anyone? But then you hear back and you out of the blue, you might hear from someone who's gone and heard, you know, like you're saying there, they've taken something out of it and they've used that to then as a catalyst to make a change. And, you know, that's all, all you need to hear to realize, wow, you know, this, we, we all need to hear these different things. We all need to relate. Absolutely. And even if you think it's not relevant for you, like I'm a firm believer, like everything happens for a reason. So if someone's listening to this for a reason, but what's where, you know, conversing about might not sit with them right now, but the seed has been planted and they might come, you know, circle back to it in three months or one year. And what we have said can make, you know, it can still have such yeah. a So it's, it's really exciting to use technology like this in a responsible way. Yeah, definitely. And that's a point that comes up, what you were saying there on this podcast so often, where we, in the moment, might feel like it, nothing makes sense and your life feels like it's sort of all over the place and you can't see clearly, you know, what direction to go in. But what, you know, experiences that we have, it's often only when we look back that we can actually see that that if that, those things didn't happen, we couldn't have got to where we ended up. So you're grateful for them in the future, but as they're happening, they can often be, you know, we, we, we're wanting something different. Yeah, so true. It can be so overwhelming when you're like, and, you know, I, I think this is the whole thing about choosing a thought. You can accept it or you can reject it. Like whether you are going to go down that track of that victim mentality and like, oh, shit, why is this all happening to me? Or you can be like, nope, this is happening for me. I know I don't get it now. I know I'll know it in the future and, you know, trusting that and surrendering to that. Like, I know I throw around these words. I never used to understand these words before until I started taking the action and then it all started started to make sense. So even though things happen to me now and I'm like, nope, it's okay, it's not a problem, it's happening for me, I'll know why later or I might never know why, but I just have to trust that, you know, the universe and this world is always preparing you for the next best thing. So I think you do have to have a sense of trust in that. Yeah, absolutely. Getting getting okay with uncertainty, which, you know, we we all have a fear of it to some degree, but we need to learn to be okay with that. Thank you for sharing all of that. Would you be able to share uh, for our listeners your story and how you came to be doing uh, what you're now doing? Yeah, so I've always been... A positive person. You know, my mum's always had such an optimistic outlook on life, but I never really discovered who I was until, you know, this catastrophic event happened in my life. And three and a half years ago, I had a stroke. My baby had just turned one and it was the start of 2020. So it was, my mum was like stuck in the bushfires, like, you know, fighting to save her house. This had happened to me. It was just, you know, everything was falling apart. And this was before the pandemic hit. And wow. yeah, like my world turned upside down and inside out in a matter of an instant second. And what I learned straight away was that my mum's words came to the forefront of my mind. I remember when she used to tell me when I was a child, Carla, if you are scared, you need to say to yourself, I'm safe, I'm loved, I'm protected. And in that moment, I just kept reminding myself that I was safe, I was protected, everything was going to be okay. So like 
it was that defining moment of adversity. Like, what path was I going to take? Was I going to be a victim of this? And was I going to choose to not believe the prognosis for me? And I chose that. I was like, I don't believe a doctor that's going to tell me that I'm stuck like this. And the symptoms were really debilitating. I couldn't walk properly. You know, I had a, a son, like I couldn't hold him properly. It was really, it was, it was scary. It was terrifying. And so my thoughts would spiral out of control. And it could have gone down the suicidal path if I didn't learn how to control them. Because I started to entertain the thought of, oh, this would just be so much easier if it was all over. It was, it was hard. And I started to teach myself how to remove the negative thought, replace it with a positive one. And I started to reframe everything. And it was, it took a lot of work. It took a lot of effort. It was determination, consistency, repetition. I had to keep doing it and I had nothing else to do. So I may as well have tried something that was free. It didn't cost any money. And so with that, I started to, you know, without going into too much detail of a really big story, but I started to transform myself. And my partner was like, what are you doing? Like, this was like three or four months in. He's like, I can see this difference in you. And I was like, well, I've been, you know, doing a lot of research on the brain and neuroscience and the mind, and I've been saying affirmations. And he's like, what's an affirmation? I'm like, I had post-it notes all over the house, all over the walls, the fridge, the mirror, the cupboard would record my voice on my phone and listen to it. Like I started to get really deep into this because I was like, there's no way I can let my son grow up without a mother because at that stage I was really, I was scared of dying. And I thought, I don't want this quality of life for myself. I don't want to be like this. And so I started to research other people's stories, like how have they healed from things? But then more importantly, I started to research people that were healthy, successful people. What did they do? to maintain such a such optimal health, but not just physical health, mental health too. And so then the pandemic hit and it was, you know, in those lockdowns, I really, I needed the world to slow down and it did. So I took advantage of it and it made me think about the type of mother I wanted to be and how I was going to help my son navigate the challenges and triumphs of life with grace and with ease. and. All these dots like connected and all came together. I was like, I help, I protect him without physically always being there to protect him by helping him build a solid foundation of his mind. So with that, I told my partner, I was like, I've got this idea. And by the way, I never wanted to have my own business. I had such limiting beliefs about all that, but I was like, I've got this idea. I want to do this for children to, you know, help all children with challenging times that come into their life because I understand now it's all about the mind and how you respond rather than react and I said I want to create affirmation cards for kids and he's like that is the best idea like oh okay he's like do it so focusing on this project I I know now focusing on something other than my bad health at that point was so important because if I'm so constantly thinking about the state that I'm in and how painful and debilitating it was, I was just amplifying it and enhancing it and making sure it was going to stay. So focusing on a project was the best thing for me. And I learned so much about myself in the process. I learned about our energy centers in our body, our chakra system, and 
I started doing the things that I was learning because I had to be the guinea pig to make sure that this worked. And I started reciting affirmations to my son at one years old and I would, you know, say it to him in the present tense. And so I created this business and I found a way to create a product that was so unique. That's nothing, there's nothing like that on the market. So children get to learn about themselves from the inside out, learning about their chakra system, affirmations and geography, because I love travel. I think travel is the best education and I incorporated that into a product. So before you know it, I'm a business owner. I've started my own business in such a challenging time and I had the most amazing response from it because I was sharing my story about my own transformation, my own journey, and people were really relating, not because they'd had a stroke, but because, you know, whether it's a, a fight with a family member, you know, a breakup or whatever it may be, a challenging time, I was giving them the tools to be able to help them and they could see the results. So that's how I'm doing what I'm doing now. It's all about, and my idea of the business has evolved so much over this time, over these three, three and a half years. But now I really understand why it's so important to empower our future leaders and help them develop a positive system of thoughts from a young age. So that's where I'm at to doing what I'm doing now. Hey guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, please click the subscribe button, leave a like or comment, share with your friends and follow me on Instagram at Nick Brax. I really appreciate your ongoing support. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I mean, what a, what a powerful story and so many things we can talk about within that. So like, what one thing I was thinking of as you were saying it, do you think you would have reached that level of personal development and found these different things if you hadn't gone through that adversity is it the kind of thing you look back on now uh not wishing you could go through it again but seeing it as something where it you know you wouldn't have become the person you've become now had you not faced that nick that is such a great point because i think about this all the time the stroke was actually one of the best things that ever happened to me because my life i was miserable i had a great mm -hmm. life but i was still miserable because i wasn't being who I'm meant to be and it was miserable and I I now know that my thoughts were part of creating the stroke I know that's wow. a huge you know concept for people to get their head around but your thoughts can make you sick or they can make you better and I yeah. wanted change so desperately but I didn't know how to do it I didn't know how to change jobs I didn't know how to I didn't even know how to set a goal. I didn't know what I wanted for my life. I know I wanted something different, but I didn't know where to turn, where to look for help, what to do. And so when I retrace my steps and think about what I was thinking at that time, it was des desperation for change. And yes, I needed this catastrophic event to occur mm. for me to have a whole new rebirth of who I am as a person. And so I... Don't look at it as a bad thing. It, it's just something that happened and it was such a great experience because that's when I learned so much about myself. And not only that, it's that ripple effect I now have. I'm, what I'm teaching my son, what I am you know, sharing with my partner, what's happening in my life. Oh, here's my little guy. And there he is. <laughs> little, little appearance there. Yeah, yeah. Little, little cameo. Yeah, so I absolutely needed that event to happen for me to 
blossom and become the person that I am. Yeah. This is my whole thing. Like, don't wait for that catastrophic event to happen before you start to do the work. Like, you can absolutely avoid those events. Sorry. No, that's okay. Keep going. Um, (laughs) Yeah, don't wait for something so bad to happen to you with your health because change can be made. And another thing. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And then I've learned in the process, it's I'm the one that has to do the work. No one's coming to save me. Yeah. No one's coming to help me. Yeah. People can guide me. People can support me. They can lift me up. But I'm the, at the end of the day, I'm the one that has to do the work, the internal work. Yeah. I couldn't agree more with what you're saying there. And it's, yeah, it's pretty inspirational hearing you talk about that. And I think that's a big problem. Like we live in a world now where we are looking a lot of the time for the easy option or don't want to be accountable. And, you know, Mm. we can get stuck, like you're saying, when we're, we're not happy, but we're not making ourselves accountable to go and actually make the change. And it often does take a catastrophic event. And for me, it was being off the rails, abusing alcohol, getting in life-threatening events, um, crashing a car, almost killing myself and my best friend, and all this chain of events to a point where if I didn't make a change, I would have destroyed my life, already was in the process of it. Um, And that led to it, and it sort of led to having to dig so deep like what you're talking about there. But I think in a similar way, it's look, I've become so interested in education and love what you're doing there with trying to educate kids because we need to be taught about this. We're not taught these concepts. We're not taught how to think for ourselves, how to be more self-aware, how to take that accountability. I, I, you know, it's so powerful what you said about, um, you know, if no, it's not, if we don't do it ourselves, it's not going to happen. We need to, because I think we often, we're just waiting for something magical to happen or the perfect time and it, it, there's no perfect time. So yeah, I I love what you're saying there. Accountability, you know, I could have blamed so many other people for this. I could have blamed there there is something that happened that was, you know, the the straw that broke the camel's back that caused the stroke, like the physical Mm. reaction in my body. Mm. But I shouldn't, I'm not going to blame my doctor. I'm not going to blame my environment. It's me. I have to take responsibility. Like you can't blame anyone else. And you shouldn't even blame yourself. I think self-blame is the worst thing. I'd want to pull blame out of the whole equation, just be like, okay, this is what's happened. I've got myself to this point so I can get myself out of it and just changing the way you think of things, but accountability. And I think that's something that a skill that needs to be cultivated because you need that in every aspect of your life, don't you? And it's great. He found what? Found a mushroom? Was that a mushroom? He said, a mushroom. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, just make sure you don't eat it because, you know, that can be poisonous. He's a little, um, he loves his gardening. He loves his fruit and veggies. This kid, I tried to set him up with a 
a movie on the computer and he absolutely refuses to watch TV. So, well, that's a pretty good this thing, is a real you know, that's into mum life and how I blend what I do for work, personal branding, and motherhood. Love it, love it. And it sounds like he's going against the grain of a lot of kids that are glued to screens now. So, that's that's a positive. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other thing. I created this, but this is what I wanted to create. <laughs> he doesn't want to be stuck to a screen. He wants to, I think, experiential learning, that hands-on experience. You learn so much when you're physically doing it. Yeah. And that's amazing. And I think also, you know, going back to the affirmations, seeing them with him at, from such a young age, he's four. He knows how to use an affirmation in the right context. Mm. And... You know, he was riding his bike the other day and he was going to go over this bridge and it was like a little jump. But for him, it must have felt like a really big one. And he's like, I heard I was recording him because I was going to send it to my mom. And he was like, I'm brave. I'm confident. I can do it. Yes. Like he's really in the right context to pump himself up, like give himself these pep talks and he, yeah, so he can overcome challenging things. I love it. That's amazing. And, no, and it's, it, it can sound, it might sound like it's a trivial thing to people, but these are, these can be life-changing and you know, that what we're taught at that age and how we see the world and how we see ourselves growing up, that can change your entire, the entire course of your life. So I think it's such a great example, what you're leading by talking, you know, what you're sharing there. I think it's so important. Thank you. Yeah. I, um, I love, I actually do love having him around me watching what I do because this is what he's going to embody. This is what he's going to copy and yeah. want to know that there's a better way to do life. So him watching what I do and just observing, I think that's, that's a, it's a really magical place for us to be and for me to create this life for us. Definitely. Uh, so you were talking before about how the uh, mental health side, the sort of anxiety and stress and that side led to the stroke. Um, and I guess there's a lot of, um, a lot of science about how, about that relation that's out there now, how, how, what was the state of your mental health leading up to it? Well, having a baby for the first time in that first year of motherhood, you know, that they're huge changes in itself. And I didn't realize I was handling it good, but then I wasn't. And I didn't realize until, you know, down the track that, oh, I was actually in a really dark place and I had no idea why. Was it postpartum depression? Was it depletion? I didn't know what they all meant, but there was something that was going on. And I was, I've never been an anxious person and it built up this anxiety that was Mm. terrified to go anywhere. I was terrified to drive in a car by myself. With my crying son that I didn't know how to, you know, console him. And I was terrified to go out in public because he would cry all the time. So that just built this anxiety and stress and now learning about the systems in the body and cortisol and, you know, cortisol, it's like we need a healthy stress response to things, but when you don't know how to manage stress, it builds like a cake layers on a cake and that's not something that you can take away easily. So... You get stuck in this fight or flight response. And so your body is just constantly in this state of stress. 
And so there were so many contributing factors to that. Like I, I loved this first year of motherhood, but I was such a little nervous wreck of a of a human and I didn't realize it at the time. And I I think that, you know, was the starting point for me to I, I was cultivating this anxious, stressed person. And then when this big stroke happened, um it really messed with my mind because I was scared and I don't want to be living a life with fear. And I think to live in fear is probably one of the worst things we can do. And I didn't realize that I was doing every action. I was feeding my son because I was scared that he wasn't going to have enough food. I was going to the gym because I was scared that I wasn't going to be healthy. And I didn't realize all my actions came from a place of fear, not from a place of love. And that means like now I go to the gym and I exercise because I love how it makes me feel. It makes me feel so good. I feed myself because I love that I can give him such a nutritious food that's going to help him grow big, strong and support his immune system. So understanding your actions from fear or from love, it just it, it's huge. Yeah, that's such a great point. And, and it is. It's a horrible feeling being driven by fear and there's Ooh. such a difference. So yeah, I think I love what you shared there. Uh, what are some of the things you are now doing daily to look after yourself? Hey guys, if you're enjoying this podcast and want to learn more, I've released my first book, Move Your Mind, How to Build a Healthy Mindset for Life, where I talk about my own journey with mental health and share tips from experts on how to maintain a healthy mindset. You can buy the book on Amazon or through my website at nickbrax.com book. So the ocean is my medicine. I go to the ocean morning and evening. I'm very lucky that I moved to the place that I am, you know, footsteps away from the ocean. And that's it. I changed my environment, my physical environment. I got to do what makes me happy. And being in the city of Sydney, it made me feel claustrophobic. It wasn't the right environment for me. And I was fighting that feeling for years. I'm like, why am I fighting something? Let's just do something about it. And funny how the universe works. Like we actually got a um, letter from the landlord. They wanted their property back. It's like, well, if that's not a sign to change vacations, you know, I don't know what is. So I make sure I, you know, the ocean brings me so much peace and happiness. I go there every day. I meditate. I wake up. I do my Qigong routine, which is like Tai Chi. So it's so all about moving that stagnant energy in your body. I have um, some supplements that I take, but I rotate every three months because I don't think, I think you can overdo it on supplements as well. So you don't want to do too much of that. I eat hydrating foods. I make sure I do, I work out at the, the gym every day to strengthen my body. And I have a super hygienic sleep routine. So when it comes to my phones, Temperature in the room, um, everything about sleep, it's so important because that's when your lymphatic system in your brain detoxes your brain. So like our lymphatic system in our body, it helps us detox. So having a hygienic sleep routine to get that quality sleep for rejuvenation and repair, those are probably the main things that I do. Um, But otherwise, yeah, meditation, qigong, being by the beach are like my, my top ones. Thank you for sharing those and so many good points in there. And I think the point about just changing your environment uh, can apply to so many different things. So anyone listening, if you are feeling stuck, sometimes it is just making that change, just changing your environment, breaking yourself out of it. So we're almost done here. We finish with five closing questions. 
Um, these can be sort of short answers, whatever, whatever comes to mind for you. Uh, the first one is what's your best childhood memory that comes to mind? My best childhood memory is we lived in this beautiful house that was in a cul-de-sac and we had this tree in our front side yard and every autumn the leaves would fall and my sister and I would rake up all the leaves and we would then jump on the leaves. That's <laughs> one of my favorite memories. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I remember doing similar things as a kid. That's great. Just fun. <laughs> so much fun. What do you think is currently the biggest burden on mental health in society? Social media. Yeah. I think we don't know how to use it responsibly. Like I'm still teaching myself how to use it responsibly. And while I'm very good, I'm not interested in, you know, sitting there scrolling for hours. I know my time is so valuable. Um, I think, yeah, it's really quite detrimental if you don't learn how to use it responsibly what sort of content you consume, who you are following and knowing your intention, why you're actually on it. What's your reason? Are you there to be inspired? Are you there to get educated? Are you there to be motivated? Your intention really matters of why you're using social media too. Yeah, I think it's the biggest one and and it's crazy. I'd say 95% of the people that I interview for that question are saying the same thing. So it's, yeah, it's something we need to, need to be really aware of. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your personal definition of happiness? It's an inside job. Happiness is an inside job. So you cannot rely on another human to make you happy. You cannot rely on a thing to make you happy. It's it's internal energy that you need to learn of how to be comfortable with yourself, happy with your own, who you are, enjoy spending time with yourself because then you're able to identify things that make you happy. So happiness is an inside job. So true. So true. What are you most afraid of? Um, if you asked me this three years ago, I would have said dying, but now I'm most afraid of not living to my full potential and seeing what I really can do. Yeah. Uh, that's such a great answer. Well, final one, what are you most proud of? I'm proud of myself for just doing the work because if I didn't do it, I'd be in a whole other place. Would I be bound to a wheelchair? Would I, you know, it could have been a very, very dark place. Would I even be here? Mm. I don't know. So I'm proud of myself for doing the work and doing the work every single day. And I actually congratulate myself every single day as well. I think it's really important. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's really powerful and I'm positive our listeners will get so much benefit out of hearing you talk about this. And I think it's amazing what you've done and the work you're doing and the mindset you have and yeah, just that journey you've been on. It's it's really inspiring and I think it's so great that you're talking about it. So thank you for making the time and where, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Where can our listeners go if they want to learn more about you? We'll put this in the show notes, but yeah, yep. where can we send them? Yeah, thank you, Nick. Uh, so you can find me on my website, co. You can connect with me on Instagram at Carla with a C, J Lombardo. Um, I love, I get a lot of messages of people asking me how to help them and I'm more than happy to, you know, respond to anyone that needs help, point them in the right direction. Um, those are the main two platforms that you can find me. 
perspectives active on there. So yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you allowing me to share my journey because I know this is definitely going to help so many people. So thank you, Nick. No problem. No, thank you for being so open and, and sharing it. And I've, yeah, I've really enjoyed talking to you. So appreciate it and love what you're doing. And uh, hopefully we can, yeah, connect again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nick. Thanks for your time. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you so much to Carlo Lombardo for joining me today for Move Your Mind. Also, a huge thank you to those of you listening. I really appreciate your support. If you'd like to learn more or connect with me personally, visit www.nickbrax.com or send me a DM on Instagram at nickbrax. Please don't forget to click the subscribe button, leave a like or comment, share with your friends and follow me on Instagram. It really makes a difference. Thank you so much. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.